You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Smash After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424 256 1729. That's 424 256 1729. And now, another post game wrap up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Smash After Show. Everybody. <laughs> hey everybody, Bing is for doing and we are here doing another episode of Smash season, not one, Marissa, but two, episode 14, The Phenomenon. <laughs> I'm Tamara Berg, I'm joined in studio by... Sarah Mendoza. Well, hello. Kendra Cabasal. Season one to her. <laughs> uh, Kristen Carroll. Hey guys. And we've got Marissa Serafini in the booth. What's up, ladies? Oh my gosh. Uh, hello, <laughs> Kyle is dead. <laughs> well, Who killed Kyle? Let's just that was start abrupt. right there. <laughs> um, yeah, so we really weren't sure. Kristen, you thought there was going to yeah. be a little bit of hospital time. I figured something. I just figuring with Smash or how they've been doing things to drag it out a little bit. But no, he's dead, and nope. that was it. I thought dead it would and gone be over. A police flashlight wasn't that. Oh, yeah, you did predict that, and we went, no, 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 no. (laughs) Or a train. It was, like, the most emotional episode. Okay. I I think so, too. I was really, really tired. I was sleep-deprived for several days. Not that I'm not always (laughs) sleep-deprived, but sleep-deprived for several days before I watched the episode, and I watched it, and I just cried through the whole thing. I did. I did, too. I I think I was sitting there with my jaw on the floor (laughs) for the whole show. Right. I didn't think they would actually do it. I actually watched it on Hulu during lunch break at work and I'm sitting there at my computer trying not to like shake too much while the tears are coming out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, it was a really emotional episode. It really was. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was beautifully done. And you know, this is what's happening and I predicted it would happen. The shows are getting so good. Mm -hmm. We, there is, as we've, uh, did we talk about this last week that there is a big um, major campaign on Facebook and Twitter to bring Smash back Mm -hmm. for a third season? Oh yeah. They had on E! Online as well where they had this campaign called Save One Show that's going I don't know if you can save Smash anymore I mean it has to be really big in order to do it but Smash One out of I think they started with about 20 different shows really and it kind of just killed the other competition yeah. well you know you I could bring it, it by 58% yeah and there were two other shows no to split the other one because they had a wild card round Wow. And they won for that. Now, the thing is, they could bring the show back if they do it a couple years in the future. 
you know, fast forward a couple years, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then, which would be a little tough to deal with reality that way because they do cross over into real life sometimes with this show, but they could do it and then just totally wash the whole cast and There'd start over a, again. A lot of recaps. A lot <laughs> well, of recaps you know. and a lot of recasting. Um, yeah. But what I was going to say was, oh, the sh- I, you know, we were we were hoping that the show would get better and better as the mm-hmm. season went on because we were, you know, not loving it so much, mm-hmm. to be honest, yeah. in the first half of the season. And sure enough, it's so good every episode now. And I'm telling you, I'm going to be pissed when they cancel the show in a couple weeks. <laughs> Me too. Are we going to march? Maybe we will. We should. We should do a marching musical (laughs) just down down Broadway. Broadway. Yes. That is going to be hard. In L.A., though. That is going to be hard for the L.A. girls to do. We're going to dim the lights like they did for Kyle. Yes. That was nice. Yes. Just one marquee. That's all (laughs) we'll get. Just one. If we can get the Pantages. The lights out front after Buzz Studios. Yes. Stink. Stink. They're already out. Okay, so what I want to talk about is basically, you know, we normally have our our separate... Topics and so what I want to talk about is how Kyle's death affects everybody because that's pretty much what the show was all about. Um, and I want to start with Jimmy because that was the most dramatic of all the of all the relationships mm-hmm. with them. Uh, as, as usual, we'll talk about the songs a little bit later. But um, you know, the first thing we see is Jimmy on the couch. There's drug paraphernalia on the table, and uh, he goes off. To, to do something. He goes, you know, he's, he goes on a little walkabout uh, and ends up at Karen's apartment and says, I'm an ass. <laughs> yeah. Basically, right? And then, lo and behold, there's Derek. So it sort of crushes his intentions. Mm-hmm. Well, and he must definitely still be on something because he's crawling up to her window. And he was doorbell kind of or pale. call her. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, well, that was that asking too much. It kind of reminded me, though, of that time when he had to like sneak out. So maybe that's their little secret way of meeting each yeah, other. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He's very familiar with the um, fire the escape <laughs> in the window <laughs> in her apartment. Yeah, that's the only way he knows how to get in now. Maybe he doesn't. Know maybe it is. Door. Maybe that's the only way he gets in. Yeah. I, I have <laughs> to say, even though Jimmy was obviously on something in that scene, I was very touched by, by what to me felt like the sincerity of what he was telling yes. Karen. So, you know, you, you've heard of liquid courage, right, with alcohol. Right. He's got his pill courage, I guess. Right, <laughs> right. Um, I wrote down a line that he said that that really got to me, and that's when I started getting that, t- you know, the, the tingles in my tummy and the tears were starting to come. But he said, what can I do to be the person that you saw in me? Because when you look at me like that, that's who I really am. And yes. I just felt so much hope for him in that in that moment. Yes. Before Derek came. Yeah. <laughs> and he had to run away. But that's a really noble place for, for him to come from. Right. And it's a lot of time the motivator for most people, you know, mm-hmm. when they're falling in love. I just want to be the person that, that you, you, you know, that you reflect of me. You know, I want to be the person that you see yes. me as. It's, you know, that's a very noble hope, I would say. You make me want to be a better man. Right, exactly. <laughs> Jack Nicholson did that a few years That's ago. Right. <laughs> it's good though. It was good. Um, so then, a little bit later, Jimmy finally finds out mm. that Kyle is dead. Right after he calls him some a name. Well, he says Kyle can go screw himself. Go screw himself, exactly. Mm-hmm. And he um, storms in there, and everybody, 
everybody's just standing there and obviously he's 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 in his own little world to also notice that everybody's standing there looking like they're all about to cry mm-hmm. or they just finished crying right and he just grabs his stuff to get out and mm-hmm. makes this big old speech and they're just like you still haven't heard and he's like heard what right and so then he you know i thought it was interesting because derek was saying um Derek and Karen were discussing that they need to tell him, they need to tell him in the most sensitive way, and then, of course, the the news doesn't get to Jimmy in that method. Um, I, you know, I thought it was interesting that Derek was saying we need to be sensitive to him because you know, he was ready to fire him last week. Right. Mm-hmm. Showed he had a, you know, an emotional bone in his body. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I, I feel like the um, Kyle's death, and maybe we're jumping ahead here, really affected Derek um, and in that vulnerability, he was probably more sensitive to what Jimmy was feeling because he knows that Jimmy's the closest person to him, whether or not they were fighting. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's why he might have been a little bit more sensitive and trying to uh, be delicate with delivering the news to Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Well, and you also, even as much as he probably doesn't like Jimmy, he doesn't want him to go overdose and kill himself or right, do something obviously. stupid. Yeah. So... I think he sees that, and he probably... Because we don't know if Jimmy's going to go back to the show or not, probably. But at this point, he's not hired back. So maybe he's thinking, well, Jimmy just lost the show, and now he lost his best friend, who's the one who got him on the straight and narrow in the first place. And he saw me with Karen this morning. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that could definitely, all of those things combined all could, his stuff could easily gone. put him mm-hmm. over the edge. And yeah, nobody wants to be responsible for that. Yeah, you may just want him to go away, but you don't want him to kill himself. Right. Or right. hurt anybody else, because who knows? Yeah, very Bill true. Mm-hmm. And then we see Jimmy on the at the wharf, or whatever that is, the scenic overlook, um, at the water, and Karen... Um, you know, talks him down. Do you, first of all, I want to know: Do you guys was he just sitting there reflecting? Do you think, or was he hmm. thinking about? I think he was jumping in the drink. Jumping. Yeah, you yeah. do. Yeah, the positioning, like just he seemed to be leaning forward, not really just hanging out. And uh, and I guess Karen kind of explained that in saying, you know, get get down from there. Uh huh. She explained the part that we couldn't see. I think. Right. Yeah. I, d- I definitely could see it going there. I, dur- while I was watching that scene, I was so nervous because when she went over and I was like, oh my gosh, what if something crazy happens on accident here where, you the know, he kind of slips a little bit and they all, they all fall down and then that's how the season ends or the <laughs> series ends. So like, guess what? We're ending it with this episode. Everybody dies. <laughs> Nobody and survives. Nobody dies. Yeah. And, and, and <laughs> no, yeah, but it. Um, whether or not he was going to do it, they definitely made me feel nervous enough that he might uh, during that scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was too. Absolutely, I was. Um, okay, so, and then, uh, you know, Jimmy saying, the, you know, part of the reason why he was there going through this reflection was that he was saying that Kyle's death was his fault. How do you guys feel about that? I think... Kyle shouldn't have been singing while he was crossing the street, I guess, <laughs> for being technical, but too soon. But maybe. Yeah, if he wouldn't have been in that neighborhood dropping off his stuff if it wasn't for Jimmy. Right. So that's his thought process. If I hadn't done all those stupid things, Kyle would never have to go over there and would never have crossed the street. Yep. But you can't live like that. That was interesting because, well, maybe that was his perspective. He said he was coming to see me. It was actually he was leaving his place. Yeah. yeah, he didn't. Know I guess the story. he didn't know. Yeah, and I just think that 
Jimmy has so much pent up. He has so much guilt for not being the best friend um, throughout this whole hit list process. Um, you know, not respecting all the work they put into it by being irresponsible. And just from all that guilt, he just assigned this incident to an- another thing that he did wrong against Kyle. Mm-hmm. And that's why he thought it was his fault. Even though, really, it's out of his control that Kyle was there at that time when the car was, you know, mm-hmm. careening towards him. Okay. <laughs> yeah. mm. Unfortunate. Unfortunate. You could see definitely where Jimmy thought that was his fault. That's what people. Yeah, exactly. That's one of the things that you have to do to Mm -hmm. to kind of get through it. Mm -hmm. Um, We didn't really talk about this at the top, but but it was something that happened throughout the whole episode was the flashbacks. Um, I thought they were incredibly effective. A lot of Mm -hmm. times, I think that 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 device can be a bit of a cheat. Um, but in this scenario, I thought it worked really, really well. And the only criticism I have, because, of course, I always have to have criticism, um, <laughs> is that we learned so much about Jimmy in the episode where we're never going to see him again. Yeah, okay. Kyle. You know, Kyle. Excuse yeah. me. I'm sorry, Kyle. Thank you. God. <laughs> I feel yeah. like I also do the Walking Dead podcast, and we always talk about that, the characters that you really start to like, and then they have an episode based on them they kill him off and it was kind of right. funny that Smash did that too I did agree because it was a character we liked yes and I'm glad we did get to learn a little bit more about him why everybody liked him so much because we all we all enjoyed him but how they all had that connection and they mm-hmm. fought for him it was great to see that a little bit further the behind the scenes stuff yes. that you didn't focus on before yes. that was actually there I totally get what you're saying, Tamara. But I, I also thought on the other side that it was very, in, it was very effective, in that it made it that much more powerful that we were never going to get to see more of right. this young, amazing talent. Yes. Yeah, it makes it just, more heartbreaking. Yeah, like for sure. man, we we could have seen all this stuff happen for Kyle, but but we didn't get to. Had we seen some of that in the first three or four episodes, we wouldn't have all been, like, gnashing our teeth through those episodes, how annoyed we were with the... Because remember, we talked about how surface all the characters seemed and how there was no depth and no realism to them. Mm -hmm. And... And it's the it's the writing and it's the storytelling that's coming out in these later episodes that we have been craving this whole season. Mm-hmm. And so I, I do love the device, and I thought it was brilliant, brilliantly used in this episode. I just wish we could have gotten some of this, you know, good, juicy character stuff earlier on in the series, because then it wouldn't be you know, the sinking ship that everybody's calling it. But maybe it unless, won't sink. Maybe it won't sink. Unless they did it on purpose. <laughs> They, they knew this was coming and they knew it would have a, a bigger impact. To I wouldn't be surprised if they did it on purpose. I'm just saying that's a bad choice oh, because okay. they lost all their, their uh, viewers in the first half of the season because the... the People didn't feel connected. connected. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So maybe it wasn't You know, it's purpose. just like holding... <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying, yeah, probably they were hol- holding back all their, you know, their good stuff for late in the season. And yes, of course, you keep the, you know, best, most dramatic things for the end of the series. But I feel like they were just being too darn stingy in the beginning. And they needed to... Right. You know, we were ta- we talked again about how um, they'd bring up problems and solve them in the next, you know, 15 minutes. And it just... <clears throat> excuse me. It just felt very unrealistic mm-hmm. and silly. 
so that, that's that's all it is. I just, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> basically what I'm saying is I loved this episode and I thought it was really great. I just wish we could have had more of these earlier on in, yeah. The, right. yeah. in the season. Can I just say one thing no. about <laughs> death that, um, yes, his uh, his death is very moving and whatnot, but yeah. I honestly didn't really feel as much emotion as you girls have. Oh, really? Because we see he, he dies, yes, but we're still seeing him. You know, we're seeing flashbacks of him, we're getting backstory, but it doesn't feel like he's truly gone. His presence is still there. So I didn't really get that connection that, oh, this character is gone, even though we're still seeing him. I thought it hit me more at the end, especially when they dim the lights. That's when I started getting choked up because of that particular moment towards the the end of it. The rest Mm -hmm. of it was interesting. Mm -hmm. But that moment I was sitting there, just how much it means to to somebody who's in theater and especially someone who aspires to be on Broadway that they even did that. And they all came together to watch it, the entire bombshell and hit list, to watch the one lights go out. I thought that, for me made it feel more like a connection. Well, where I really felt it is, yes, with everybody coming together, but just how each individual character um, was affected by the death, especially Jimmy and the cast of Hit List. Um, it, It felt so... The emotion felt so real, so raw to me during the episode. Um, so that I guess that's that's where I was coming from with that emotion. Yeah, and for me, that was partly writing, but I also I thought the performances were really good. Yeah, you know, there was no, it wasn't it wasn't melodrama. Not that you know they ever go that way really in the show, but I just thought the you know the connection to how they were feeling and how it was portrayed was really well done. Especially yes. when Jimmy's singing and he starts to cry. I thought that was good too. Yeah, yeah I started yeah. feeling it from the time we, the, from the moment we found out he had passed away mm-hmm. um, from Tom, and I think it was also just because of the buildup of the momentum of oh, the anticipation of the show and how excited he was and how invested in it he was, mm-hmm. and then to just have that kind of shut off was kind of I, that was jarring to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so in the end of the episode, we have Jimmy. Uh, declaring that he doesn't drink anymore. That was his uh, wake-up call. Yeah? Yeah. I believe it. Do you I, guys? I believe his intention is true. Um, but, it, you know, it's, it's always hard to kick um, an addiction like that or a habit like that. So I think he might try, but, you know, it's just going to depend on his willpower whether or not he can see it through. Yeah. Um, this is a pretty good motivator, though. Mm-hmm. You know, Very watching your best friend die. And, and you know, we kind of saw in the coming ups, carrying on his legacy. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, because he, now Jimmy is the one to represent the vision that the both of them yeah. had. Yeah. And, you know, what was, what it was, uh, at the end when Karen and Jimmy were talking and she said, so, can we talk? And he says, I can't. And she goes, and she said something else. And he goes, mm-hmm. I can't. I felt like what he was saying was... And this is just, I don't know where this came from. It just, like, this is the feeling that I got was, I can't because i got to go to a meeting. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. That was sort of because he was being a little bit evasive and um, and not making it about the two of them, but there was something else he needed to do. And, oh, he yeah. said something like, I've got, th- there's a lot going on, or I've got, there's a lot of stuff I've got to do. He said, I, I just have a lot going on right now. Yeah, and I kind of felt like he was he was almost ready to say, i got to go to an AA meeting or an NA meeting or whatever it is he would go to. Um, and then declared, I'm not drinking anymore. I went, oh, well, that may be why I got that feeling, you know? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was also just a... Uh, 
he's laser focused now on how he can, yeah, uh, perpetuate or you know, uh, take over his legacy. Well, Kyle's legacy, right? And uh, Karen has kind of become this whiny. <laughs> well, not become, but to him, maybe like a whiny, needy something that he can't handle right now. Mm. You know, I just thought it was more he needed to clean up before he could handle her. You know, if he wants to be the man that that she, you know, saw in him, he's got to definitely work on himself first Mm -hmm. before adding in a third person. There are are things that he needs to do in order to become that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. I was just going to say, well, for me, it was he, he needs to go through that the mourning, the the grieving process. He mm-hmm. just can't focus on anything else now, developing a relationship until he sort of heals himself in in what he's going through with the loss of Kyle. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what I thought that was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then we have Julia and Tom, and also Scott, and how how that is affected. There was a little um, conversation, I think it was on Twitter, about why did Tom get the first phone call about uh, Kyle's death. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't think it's anything we really need to spend a lot of time on, but it seemed to me like... because th- So, Tom called Kyle, and then very shortly after, the phone rang back. That's what I was going to say. Um, and because Tom said, oh my gosh, that was quick, mm-hmm. and then he went, oh my goodness. So, I think it was just that. It was just the yeah, last number, yeah. and it seemed a little odd, yes, that Tom, of all people, would get the phone call, but, you know, convenient for the show, weird in real life. And um, and also, slightly odd, because you're assuming he's carrying his phone with him, or did he leave it at home? And that's what called? Because if he Kyle? died in a car crash, yeah, or the car hit Kyle and he's carrying his phone. It's kind of amazing that his phone escaped unscathed. Maybe he's, he's got he's some okay. crazy titanium phone <laughs> cover. It's the new iPhone 5. <laughs> well, considering or you would think that the the phone would be like in a little plastic baggie and like evidence or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Considering last season they didn't have phones. <laughs> they really I remember like, oh, that. I so remember right. that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They've excelled with their technology. I think they heard what you said, they Kendra, probably last did. season and they took that note and we, we gotta give these people probably phones. Did. Now there's lots of phones. There are lots of phones. <laughs> Can we just jump back to Jimmy quickly? Yeah. I was just gonna say um, he may be shunning Karen now because she kind of represents uh, moving everything forward for Kyle and and for Jimmy, and so maybe he's going to start blocking her out. If they hadn't done this play, he wouldn't have died, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, that mm. might be. Oh, that could be a possibility. The, I mean, except for that, we've got the the coming ups that we saw where Jimmy now wants a Tony for yeah. Yeah. well, but that's still doing it for him for Jim. Uh, oh, Kyle. For Kyle. <laughs> yeah, I know. Separate from yeah, yeah, from yeah. The Karen thing. Okay. All right, I'll okay. Buy that. And back. <laughs> uh, okay, so Julia and Scott, I mean, Julia and Tom, uh, she gets a notice from him that he's dissolving their partnership legally, and she takes that as a declaration of war. Mm-hmm. Scott thinks, you know, his, his whole situation is in jeopardy with the theater, and he says, I need this show, and look, just like 15 years ago, my fate is in your hands. Yeah. Julia goes in Tom's hands because she would give the show to to him. To Scott. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, if possible. That's what she said. Tom had his chance and he blew it and she's moving on. Right. 
But Julia says, you know, I would never do that. I would never betray you again, and I would never let Tom do that do to that you either. either. Right. So it's clear she's trying to make up for years and years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and she's got a great opportunity here with, you know, doing a play, as we determined over the last couple of episodes. She has loved this process. She's you know, clearly an established writer, but the opportunity to move out of musicals and into a straight play. She's got a theater ready to produce her first piece. It's a great mm-hmm. opportunity for her as well. And the idea that she's going to sabotage it or let... I mean, of course she's going to she's gonna try and preserve the relationship with Scott, but she's also got a heavily vested interest in getting this thing going as well. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I, you know, I don't see how... Scott, I just think Scott feels vulnerable. And, you know, our Twitter followers just tell us, Scott's just playing, Julia. Yes, we hear you. We hear you. We hear you. Scott made my blood boil this this episode. (laughs) Do tell. Uh, Why? He was just so shady. And then everything he did that had to do with the play and, no, no, we have to make it happen. We have to make it happen. And then, you know, going behind Julia's back and setting it all up. That was the shady part. Yeah. 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 But I could tell before that, you know, before it was known that he had done that, that something was was not right. Something something was going on. There was something happening. He he has a shady vibe. He's a good actor. (laughs) Right. See, I don't know that. I don't know that I agree with our Twitter followers. The reason why is is who that is. That um, Scott is playing Julia, but I think he's just very selfish. And um, on you know he has high defenses about his show and like getting it on Broadway, right? But so that takes precedence over everything else. But right. I don't know that he's playing Julia. I agree with that. Yeah, I agree too. But don't they mean he's playing her in terms of doing anything he can to run her over to get his his? I, sort of that, but also yeah, and and that um, that his. If he he may be presenting himself to her in a way that is romantic, in a way that is friendly, in a way that is whatever, but really what he's doing is yeah, yeah, is just trying to further his own yeah his own career. He's playing her by riding on her coattails. Yeah, and and taking advantage of the fact that she is in a deficit to him because Mm -hmm. she betrayed him all those Mm. years ago. I still think he kind of likes her. I don't know if that naive of me, but I think. (sighs) I think that's the bonus to the rest of it. I think he's definitely there for himself, as we saw. Right. I don't think all of that was just a game to get her on board. I th- think he actually does kind of like her. Right. And But she did screw him over once, so he's going to cover his butt. I mean, that's. I think that's the huge lesson he learned, is he had to really bring back up his career, and he became very ruthless. And... I, you know what's interesting yeah. though is we haven't really seen the ruthlessness in him yet. Just in this episode. He, he right, exactly. I that's mean, what I mean. But that's what we discovered is obviously he's going to oh, do whatever okay. he wants. And no, I don't think we saw it beforehand. I wasn't suspicious of him, and I still, I still think there was something there. But I think he's way more selfish to do anything mm-hmm. about it. So a slight Derek quality. Mm-hmm. And like I love they, Derek. It's like they swapped personalities. Or characters, sorry. Right. Well, and you know, that, that ruthlessness, a lot of people say, is a key to success. And mm-hmm. they're both clearly successful people. The 
flashback scene with Julia and Kyle I thought was really interesting Um, and it really that was a moment that really struck me because she was talking about um, uh, well they were talking about the dimming of the lights which you know we'll talk about more but she says or one of them says she dies in the arms they're talking about Amanda in Hit List dying in the arms of the man who loved her as he sings the song that brought them together in the first place and when that played when that that concept came out of one of their mouths, I went, that's good! Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> and then she, Julia said pretty much the same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's some good drama! <laughs> um, but I liked that, and I thought that was a really a really neat scene, you know, in a moment that we, that we got to share with them. Um, I don't know. Did anybody else have anything else I wanted to say about that? I like that he goes, and it was kind of everything that he said, of course, matched kind of his death, where she, he goes, she just yes. can't die, it has to mean something. Yes. And she goes, we might just dim the lights for you yet on Broadway, just if he keeps up this momentum and everything. And even earlier, we saw with the Jimmy flashback, um, uh, Kyle goes, so she has to, to Jimmy, so she has to die for you to learn something. Right. And mm-hmm. all of this is for everybody to, to learn something, and it's funny that he's foreshadowing. It's the parallel yes. of this episode. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you write in italics? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you have literally like printing and cursive. It looks like you're writing in like regular script and italics. I'm like, oh I my used God. to. I, I used can to barely read my notes. They're a mess. <laughs> Middle school, it was cursive, everything. So half of my notes. But it's like all cursive. of it's like all of your quotes are written in cursive, and then your notes are written in other things. So you can I delineate. It's like she's got italics. Like she's on got there. a method. <laughs> ay, 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 I was just ay, writing this lady. on my. I was watching in bed like Sunday. Whatever. Morning. Try to read this. <laughs> Are you a Mac or a PC? <laughs> oh, she's a Mac. <laughs> the so then we have the conversation of Julia with Tom, where he actually clarifies to her. I, I thought we did dissolve the relation, or the, not the relationship, the partnership, partnership, and that actually this is this is better for you because the faster we get it done, the faster you can extricate yourself. This is better for you. This is better for both of us. And Julia's big line to that was. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was good. Which kind of cracked me up, yeah, in a really sad way. Well, yeah, I mean it. It came out of uh, left field for me, and I'm, and obviously it came out of left field for Julia as well, because we're thinking that Tom is just trying to, um, you know, maybe it's a revenge thing, right? Um, because she won't work with him anymore, and that she's going to go work with. Scott, the person that she decided is her new partner in his right. mind. Um, but oh, sorry. but really, he's saying he he's just doing what's best for the both of them. Mm-hmm. I did question a little bit though if it just became that, you know, like like perhaps at first it was about revenge, and because this tragedy happened, it made him rethink things, and he realized, you know, we should do this, but for a different reason. It's not going to be out of revenge anymore. But the thing is, is that Tom has been consistently every episode that we've seen, pretty much, been the one character that we can all agree on is a good guy, you know, mm-hmm. and he's never exhibited any. Um, 
you know, ruthless. What was the what was the term they were calling? You know, the meanest guy in the world or something like that. Uh, except Not for a monster. Monster. That's it. Except for his little ego diversion that he went on with uh, oh, the suddenly interview. becoming he was. Well, <laughs> no, yeah, but when he was thinking, oh, I'm going to be a big Broadway director, and that was the mm. thing, the impetus for the entire relationship and partnership breaking up in the first place. He's pretty much been the consistent stand-up guy in the entire series. Mm -hmm. And so the idea that he comes from revenge and wants to hurt Julia and all that kind of stuff, I just sort of don't buy. Except that, you know, we have these things that happen on this show, which has been our criticism for a long time, is is that all of a sudden they do things that are out of character for their character sometimes. Which is when I throw the implausible flag. Last episode was definitely like that because he was such a big baby Mm -hmm. that it... It yes. was frustrating because you know he's not usually like that, but right. then you go, well, maybe people do crazy things when they're angry. Yeah, uh, and, and feeling I desperate. Thought, and I agree with Sarah. I actually thought he was still on that revenge because it wasn't that much later that that much time had gone by, but suddenly somebody he started to like, who was kind of an innocent and everything, just in the grand scheme of entertainment and uh, as a person, except for cheating on his boyfriend. But other than that, yes, he had this naive quality that everybody seemed to like. And I thought the death was also the reason why he suddenly changed his mind. Like, well, I'm going to dissolve partnership, but here's a better reason for it. See, I but I even thought the um, relationship between him and Kyle that was budding was so out of character, too. For Tom? Yeah, for Tom to go uh, from dating Sam right. to mm-hmm. dating a teenager. Right. <laughs> you know, like, let's no, well, he no, jokes, she jokes about him. But there's a, yeah, she jokes there's a big age it. gap between them. Right. Um, that just seems so unlike him. So, because all these things that were happening that were so, in my mind, unlike him, that's why I thought it would be revenge at first. I don't know. So we touched on it a little bit. Julia and Scott, her catching him in the lie about mm. you know him him telling people Julia brought the cast together. We're gonna have a show tonight, and then we, you know, she said, "I know what you did. That that's not okay." Um, one of the discussions that I wanted to have that kind of hits against or you know it comes up against that was. Earlier on, in about halfway through the episode, they hadn't heard from Jimmy, and they're trying to decide, are they going to go on tonight? Because a few hours had passed since they all heard about Kyle dying. And Scott said, absolutely, we have a show tonight. That's how we honor Kyle's memory. And Derek said, absolutely not. I'm not turning this into a bloody requiem. What were your guys' thoughts about that? I want to know what you guys thought about whether or not to go on and have a show the night that the playwright died. I didn't think they should have. No? Just out of respect. I mean, I know it's it would have been kind of a way to honor, but give it some time. It just uh-huh. happened that morning, right? Uh-huh. Yes, it did happen just yeah. that morning. Sarah? Uh, quite honestly, um, I thought the opposite. It, it would have been my natural instinct, if that were me or, or a castmate, to want to go on for, the, for in honor of Kyle, like like what Scott was saying. You know, not thinking about dollar signs in my head, but really to honor, you know, our fellow thespian right. in the production. Right. The show must go on, and we, you know, we want to 
show everybody what Kyle's dream and vision was all about. That's mm-hmm. what I, I would have leaned towards. Mm-hmm. Kristen? I I agree with Kendra. I think one day would have been good and maybe go on the next night and kind mm-hmm. of collect yourself. It did just happen. They're all really close to each other. So, you know, you don't want to go on stage and somebody starts crying and all that kind of stuff. I'm, it's just, it's very emotional. And although you want to show something for Kyle, you also, I think Derek was also thinking about the rest of the cast, too. Mm-hmm. Besides yeah. just honoring Kyle's memory, you've got, how many people will I have? 30 people? 40? Mm-hmm. That all know Kyle really well. Yeah. And he's gone. And they're all backstage crying. The The lead has drug issues. It's just smarter to take a day. <laughs> I, I will... Oh. I will say that having you know having said that and we agree on that um, the way that they did do it I think was respectful just kind mm-hmm. of sitting mm-hmm. there reading it that had kind of a it was like a memorial almost yeah um, and then I mean I know Jimmy came in and he wanted to perform the last the last number right but um, if they were going to go on like half a day after it happened I think that was the best way they could have done it right Marissa well, did you have an opinion on that at all? Um, I think they should have had, like, at least one cold day. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the thing that really got me was the fact that um, Scott was so uh, abrupt about it. He was like, well, are we canceled or are we going to do the show? Mm-hmm. He, he did it. The manner in which he did it was kind of rude. It was mm-hmm. kind of, aff- mm-hmm. like, affront and rude, and he didn't really take in consideration, like, everyone's emotions right now. I think as professional performers, you have to take a day to... Um, just get over the situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe to that point, what maybe what they should have done is, you know, sit everybody down and say, hey, guys, you know, we know that everybody's hurting right now. We know what the situation is. What do you guys feel like is best to do in the situation? And maybe they could have talked about it as a yeah. cast. Yeah. But without Scott in the room. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> that was right. the biggest. Well, th- yeah, that's part. the thing. For yeah. me, I, I thought. Um, absolutely not. You do not open, you know, you do, you go dark one night, just mm-hmm. one night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like you have to take a week off. But the fact that it happened that day and they're early in their run and things are still a little shaky around there because they don't know who the actors mm-hmm. are. I, you know, I, I, I had this conversation with the person I was watching the show with. I said, no, absolutely not. And they were, they were saying they had the opposite reaction. And, you know, absolutely go on. And I said, no, no. And I was really adamant about it. But the other thing about it, <clears throat> you know, part of the reason why they did do a show that night was because there was the phenomenon of people standing in line down the street. However, they the were, phenomenon was artificial. Right. Yeah. It was because of Scott. It was because of Scott. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's, you know, that just really taints whatever it is you do. Mm-hmm. Um, to do the staged reading or the, you know, sort of um, bare, you know, skeleton set and all that kind of stuff was a good compromise. Um, I still wouldn't have done it. I might have done that show one day later and then go back to mm-hmm. business as usual. But I just, as Derek said, you know, the show must go on does not apply to this situation. Mm-hmm. I just don't think so. Mm-hmm. Callous, heartless bastards. <laughs> <laughs> well, Scott, the callous, heartless bastard. <laughs> Yeah, that was the thing. He was pushing, like Marissa said, he was like pushing it, like so. Okay, so but are we going to put it on? Or how about now? Like he didn't even let them. Yeah. You know, kind of. One, well, and it just shows Scott's insecurity. You know yeah. what? You think your audience is not going to be there twenty four hours yeah. later? They already own tickets. Yeah. Right. 
different uh, just to clarify, I definitely wouldn't have wanted it. Um, we don't for think the, you're, I mean, for I'm the you a cold heart. No, I know. <laughs> for the reasoning of Jerry, Sarah. For the reasoning of Scott, you know, wanting it, it's really to honor my friend Kyle. And uh. and I, I believe me, I do see that side of it. I just. You know, I I just agreed with a lot of what you said, Kristen. I did, I was in fact, you said a lot of things I was going to say. Um, <laughs> trying to go on that night, you know, it, it's just. I mean, I know they're actors, but for goodness' sake, mm-hmm. that's devastating well, to have something like that happen yep. to you. And but as actors, is, you're pretty dramatic, and emotions get to you as well. Right, and exactly. Hopefully you can act, but hopefully they're not also over emotional. I can say this because I act so yeah yeah no, but the thing is there's a difference between um the same the show must go on if you're having technical difficulties if a cast member broke their leg you know you find a way to move on to that but if there's a death then that's a whole different story mm-hmm. it's another yeah. level it absolutely is before we go on to our next um topic we have not talked about itunes and um youtube so let's talk about itunes somebody go so you guys definitely should go on <laughs> iTunes and rate and comment. We do read all of them and try to answer you guys' questions and stuff. Even Tamara right now has I've got a, a list whole in front of list uh, for YouTube, and we do check out to see what you guys think and get your opinions. So it definitely, it means a lot to us, and I hope you it means a lot to you to get in our get in on, on our, our conversation. conversation. And we really appreciate that. And also YouTube as well. We do look at those. Yeah. So rate and comment and tell a friend. Thank you very much for your downloads. We appreciate them. One of our fans is from Ireland who has been writing us to us today. And I can't remember. I'm sorry. There's so much information that goes through this little tiny pea brain of mine that I have. <laughs> I can't remember if it's a man or a woman. But anyway, our Irish fan is lovely and wonderful, and we appreciate the comments that they make. But a couple of the things that I wanted to bring up was star to be number one. Got it right that time. Um, talked, said, said I saw last night's rent. I mean, smash. <laughs> and that just made me laugh because I just, you know, we, we talked about that a little bit in the beginning. Um, one of the things I can't can't remember if if she read my mind or if I said this out loud, but she says, did anybody else think Seasons of Love when Hitlitz took the bow? And I absolutely was thinking of that. And there, you know, there was kind of an anthem moment in either last episode or the episode before um, that I was just like, they, okay, they pulled that song from Rent and they pulled this song from this and this song from that. And that was, you know, <laughs> that was the Seasons of Love moment. Um, That's so funny because when I was watching the episode, I was, when Jimmy went, goes to the window at the beginning, I was like, this is so rent right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Will you light my candle, Karen? Right. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I think it is actually Start to Be Number One is our Irish fan. So um, so thank you. That's yes. Great. I'm watching you, Smash, and you from Ireland. Wow. We are watching you back from the U.S. Okay. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Okay, so let's talk about... There's a little bit more to talk about with Derek and Karen and Ivy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I was really disappointed. <laughs> Anybody else? Derek, with Derek Karen. and Karen? I wrote a. I mean, two caps. bottles I of wrote, wine. No. <laughs> but then I wrote, dream sequence, please. <laughs> and, then, and then neither... Of course. I mean, but it kind of came true, because it did yeah, They stopped themselves. Yes. Allegedly. Yes. Sarah, I know you're biting your tongue. I can <laughs> I did. see you biting your tongue. <laughs> you wanted them to. Yes. Oh, no. Sarah has something <laughs> to say. So last week, remember, I was in a mood and I had a diatribe. Sarah has something to say. Go, Sarah. No, I, okay. So I've always, I've always been a Derek and Ivy um, proponent. Proponent. 
right? Yes. I've, I've always wanted them mm-hmm. to be together. Yes. Um, I, I, that still stands. Okay, that still stands. But I have to admit, when they started hooking up, I was like, Der- when Derek and Ivy started yeah, hooking when, up? No, when Derek, when Derek and Karen, Karen started hooking uh-huh. up at the beginning of this episode, the first second was like, no! And then they started getting really into it. I was like, oh. And you were kind of turned <laughs> on. This is actually... Like, I might be okay with this. This is actually, I think, hot and good. Oh, wow. <laughs> at least for this moment between the two of them. She's on Team Karen all of a sudden. And I could hear it. all of the team... They call them the cartwheels. The cartwheels, team yes. Team cartwheels <laughs> all over the world world cheering going yeah! <laughs> awesome sex but I also was thinking wow things are going to get really complicated yeah I thought, you know what their problem was they didn't stay on the slippery couch they no that's right uh-huh. we needed the slippery <laughs> couch issue. hashtag slippery couch <laughs> that's the magic of the relationship yeah. and also how great was I was really PO they didn't do anything just because I don't like Karen with Jimmy I don't like anybody with Jimmy um but she goes, you don't have to. Um, right. You don't have to. And Derek kept saying, are you sure? And mm-hmm. that was really respectful. You yeah. Know, she, he was waiting for, for her to say no. From him. Yeah. Well, he was probably like, I can't believe this is happening. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like, are you sure? I care. You know. Right. Yeah. And then right. I it was like, like, do you need to snap yeah, out of it? <laughs> she didn't have, going there in. were, what was I counting? <laughs> Two bottles of wine, three beers, and it was 5, 5 a.m. So they're obviously slap happy and drunk. So he's probably like, are you sure? And letting it happen but I mean the fact that they didn't do anything and she said no later and right. he respected that well okay but she, he tells Ivy later that talk, he did it talking about Ivy said no. yes that, that he couldn't that do it because that's a lie well but maybe both of them he he was same. in love with her or thinking about Ivy I don't think that's true they, yeah. well and Karen was thinking about Jimmy and why is he saying, are you sure? She's the one who was seducing him, like, at the bar. You need more drinks. And then, come, well, can't you walk me home? And do, do, do. Probably yeah. because she's like been turning him down for a whole season and a half. He just can't believe his great good fortune. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, and he's checking. But he's in love with Ivy. So he says. Love. I don't think he is. He's, no, no, but I mean, that's what he told Ivy. He's in love with his plan B. <laughs> Yeah. When it suits him. I still think he has deep feelings for Ivy. Derek does. On a more right. real <laughs> level than he has feelings for Karen. I, f- I think Karen for him is that forbidden fruit. You know, like she is like she is attractive. No matter what, you're going to be attracted to her. You know, and a dog's going to be attracted to her. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think there will always be an attraction there. Sorry. Watch, well, watch out for dogs, Derek. I know. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, You're going to get comments. No matter what, you'll be attracted to Karen Cartwright. Um, but I think that there's a more real connection um, relationship connection between him and Ivy, and that's why I always like them together. Well, it's part of the reason, just because they've known each other longer, is that part of the reason why you think that that's there? But also, I, you know, they kind of go there. Like, they're they're able to be honest with each other and talk about more things than, you know, the blocking of the show and, and you know, let's get this on Broadway. I feel like they're more, they talk about more real-life things, too. I think, I think Derek, I care... Darren. Um, <laughs> Darren. Karen and Derek do the same thing, though, too. They talk about personal life. I I don't know. I, and it's happier. I think yeah. um, with Ivy, it's kind of like misery loves company. I get, mm. I get that vibe. It's, yeah. gotten, it's gotten better yeah. this Guys, time. stop it. <laughs> stop it. I'm going to have to move my chair in a second. I know. 
<laughs> Sarah, you're overruled. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Where are all I, my I see divey <laughs> Divey. <laughs> Divey. That's a good That's one. better than Ivic. <laughs> yeah. You're going to go that way. Right. Right. Uh, <laughs> well, and also I liked a little bit later when they were walking down the street and talking about how they stopped, which I was like, no, because that's when it was official that they stopped. But you could almost sense it when Derek walked in. And Karen and Jimmy. Right. Um, of course, I was like, take that, Jimmy. And um, <laughs> did you when do they that? were. Yes, I did. <laughs> she did the gangster. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. Watch out. <laughs> that was new. I get really passionate. <laughs> She's creating new. This is a new hashtag. This is a punched. We're a punchy group tonight. <laughs> the the so, yeah. I'm sorry. Did you? Oh, I was you just gonna say really thought? quickly when they were saying that they stopped and Derek goes, "He's no good for you." So he's still into Karen, even though she. That doesn't down, mean. And he goes, oh, and are you? Sorry. That go. Tom. In my opinion, it doesn't mean that he's into her. It could mean he just cares about her well-being and who she ends up with. I say that kind of stuff to my brother all the time. He, she's no good for you. <laughs> she's no good for you. Hey, Sarah's brother. <laughs> and I'm obviously not in love with my brother. I just care. Right, but you care about his well-being. Yeah, yeah. Right. I care about who he ends up with. So the end, the end conversation between Ivy and Derek, where she says pretty much no. No, no, and no, because there's always going to be a Karen, right? That was what, yeah. what she'd said. Mm. Um, do you do you think that? Do you guys believe her? First of all, do you, be, Sarah? You do you believe Ivy? Do you believe like she's out with Derek? Um, I I think that it will take proving. It will take some effort on Derek's part for her to look at reconsider. Him as, yeah, to reconsider being more serious with him because I think they'll always have that connection and always have that you know a night here and there together where they can you know Mm -hmm. do the slippery couch and then talk about and catch up with each other (laughs) and what's happening in their lives but for them for her to go one more step with him and make it a relationship he's gonna have to prove that he can put aside all the Karens at least you know on the personal level yeah I mean he's an operator so, you know, that that is there is a big consideration that any woman who's with him who wants to ac- have an actual relationship would have to consider. An operator? Sorry, I I'm just thought a sex operator. What are you talking about? Smooth, smooth like operator. operator, you know, a guy who's like, you know, oh, working the system. Okay. Hashtag shadow. Oh, and that's what the song is. Okay. <laughs> Why did I think sex operator? Oh my god. But okay. should be bleeped out. <laughs> no. <laughs> I know the song. Now. Okay. Like, smooth operator. That one. Yeah. <laughs> In it's, that key. It's just a figure of speech. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Gotcha. I was, I was, why do I always say these things that just stymie you? You know, you always look at me like, what the hell is she saying? <laughs> I need a Tamra dictionary. I guess you do. <laughs> we'll work on that. <laughs> Um, okay, what what have we not covered in relationships yet? Have we gotten everything there? Oh, let's talk the dim the lights moment um, at the end. So uh, I actually have a little info about that. Um, I looked up the, the origins of the dimming the lights ceremony. Oh. 
And, you know, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. When somebody of note dies who's connected to Broadway, they dim the lights. It's for one minute. It's all the theaters on Broadway. It's at 8 o'clock. There's a little bit of, you know, sometimes curtains at 7 on some shows. But but generally speaking, it's at 8 o'clock. It is decided by a committee who remain pretty much secret. And... um, Part of the reason is that they don't want people lobbying for, hey, you got to dim the lights for so and so, kind of the way Julia was. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is sort of a, a gentleman's agreement that you know there are suggestions made to those people, um, and it it almost always is within the first twenty four hours after that person has died. And there's no big fanfare. There is a press release that's put out that indicates who it's being done for. And as I said, it's a it's a one minute. Um, event. Um, no one knows how the tradition got started, but uh, the theater history book Showtime noted that the lights were dimmed for actor Alfred Lunt in 1977, and it was the on- only the third time such a thing had happened. And it's happened lots of times since then. So it's just sort of a, a sweet, very um, you know, honorable way to commemorate those people who've made um, you know made this impact on Broadway and I just thought it was well and you know the conversation between Eileen and Julia was kind of weird for me because I thought wow this is a you know this is Kyle and we love Kyle and Kyle's wonderful and has done this amazing show but I don't think his status warrants it Mm -hmm. really as much as you know we would love for it to be something that could, could could warrant that kind of uh, an event, it seemed kind of, you know, a little. Wow, wow, that's weird. I've never heard of him. You know, a lot of people mm. would say if the if the lights dimmed. And so I thought it was such a beautiful way to commemorate him in the end of the episode by dimming the lights on that one theater mm. and all of them standing outside and and watching it. And the uh, um, oh look, me on another diatribe. Mm. <laughs> one of the things that struck me about this whole episode was the cinematography. I thought it was really beautiful. They had these great shots. You know, when Jimmy was doing his singing scene in the beginning, you know, they were shooting from down below and doing mm-hmm. these kind of, you know, dolly shots and the the um, the shot from under the fire escape and he was walking over. Mm-hmm. The looks on their faces in the theater at Hit List when they were doing this mm-hmm. pared down um, version of the show I thought was really touching. And then this this scene at the end where they were standing there in front of the restaurant across the street from the theater and you see the reflection in their faces. I just thought it was really beautifully shot and I loved that scene. Did I just talk it all out or does anybody have anything no, else? No, no, no. <laughs> I, I agree too because um, going off the cine- cinematography you see during the flashbacks of Kyle everything's nice and bright yes. and warm, warm colors. It's got like it's a, happy. a Walden yeah. and Instagram and uh, <laughs> filter on it. Yeah, and then all the present day when everyone's mourning, everyone's going through this emotional state, mm-hmm. everything is blue, it's yes. sad, it's cold. Yes. It yeah, it, I thought that was really effective. Mm-hmm. And interesting, the the wharf scene where we had Karen and Jimmy talking and then later had the flashback of Jimmy and Kyle. So the Karen and um, Jimmy one happened at night and the Jimmy and Kyle one happened during the day of the bright sunshine. Mm-hmm. So it was really it was a really good contrast and had a little bit of that haze to it that is how we all hope that we are remembered when we're gone. 
I'd like to have a nice glowy haze about me. I'd like to have it when I'm alive. I'd like to be in Walden. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That memory with Kyle and Jimmy was nice, too, because they were, you know, had kind of like belly laughter. And, you know, <laughs> it yes. was just nice to see them because we didn't really see that in present day, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, But also really beautiful, the, the dimming of the light scene that, that he and Julia had talked about it and it was something that he that really touched I keep saying Jimmy Kyle and Julia talked about and and Kyle mentioned how he experienced it once and saw it and it was very I think the word he used was elegant elegant uh, an elegant and beautiful gesture Um, so it was a really lovely way to come full circle with this particular episode I like that a lot Mm -hmm. agree agree like (laughs) <laughs> Let's talk songs. Okay, I have things to say. First one we had was Jimmy singing uh, High and Dry. It's a Radiohead song. I thought it was a beautiful rendition. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. and it was, a, it was, I was saying it was a great depiction of how his emotions were at that time. Yeah. And I thought it was interesting that he looked at the photo booth picture that I noticed yes. uh, Kyle had put into the Yes. Line. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that, that came full circle as well. I felt like the interpretation of this was him in the leather jacket was was him as a human and him as in the in the flannel was kind of his conscience mm-hmm. talking. Yeah. Um, th- uh, I'm sure nobody here saw it because it only <laughs> it only played in um, England. But there's a there's a show I saw six or seven years ago called Our House uh, that played on London's West End and it there it's a it was a musical based on the music of Madness, uh, which was a band in the 80s. Um, and the the idea for the show was there was one character, he hit a point in his life where he could go, you know, choose one or the other path. And then from there, the rest of the show, they you followed both paths of the same character and one he was wearing one costume and one he was wearing another and it really kind of mirrored that for me and I thought it was really interesting to kind of see the two sides of Jimmy and um, you know see them interact and the the earthly or the real or the you know conscious versus versus conscience the co- conscience <laughs> oh man conscience not conscience. Conscious. Conscious, thank you. <laughs> Jimmy ended up singing the last line of the song. Mm-hmm. Right. And I just thought that was beautiful. Don't leave me dry. Yeah. I just thought it was really interesting because what we know of Jimmy until this point is he's always, you know, a sort of escaping from having to deal with his emotions and his current yes. situation. He, he doesn't want to face it. Yes. And in the song where he is realizing it... Um, I guess symbolically with him watching himself it's him looking at himself mm-hmm. and his situation and he's 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 symbolically facing it now right rather than you know he might be high but like they're not showing him just getting high and drunk he's maybe high but also thinking <laughs> About and trying to be a happened. little more objective about his own life and maybe make yes. some choices. Right. Well, and you know, a lot, that's that's often the reason for people to self-medicate and go into drugs and alcohols because there mm-hmm. is a pain that they don't want to face. They just want to numb it and keep it right. keep it at bay. The last line of the song was, "The best thing that you ever had has gone away," and so mm-hmm. he's just feeling. Little does he know what's about to happen to him. You know, his best friend being gone. Mm-hmm. Um. um I would buy that song. That was the other note I wrote. I just, I just thought it was beautiful, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I would buy that song. I like the song. I couldn't 
decide whether I liked that he was singing to himself or not. I don't know if I was alone in that. It whenever that happens, it's always a little weird. It's like yeah. twinsies kind of talking to each other. Right. But and um I'm not sure what I thought. I I like the idea of it a lot that it was, you know, him now and he has to face himself and in song that way. I'm not sure if I liked seeing two of them talking together or not. Could just two Jimmy's. Yeah. I think that's why. <laughs> Maybe I was just like, double the Jimmy. too Ew. much for you. Yeah. yeah. Can't yeah, handle it. Take him back. I, I think to, to go off of that, when I was listening to the lyrics, um, I at first I couldn't understand the voice of it if he was blaming someone else uh-huh. about his problems. And right. then when you see both uh, himself. Versions and, of himself. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was more of that self-realization that he's the problem, not everyone else. And then that kind of summed it up for me. I was like, oh, it's just about self-realization. And then immediately after that, you know, he says that he was an ass. So Right. <laughs> so apparently it worked, him talking to himself. Yeah. <laughs> I like the lyrics and yeah. how they, the voice and how he, it was all just self-realization. Yeah. yeah he has a great voice. Yeah. He does. I Yeah, I is really he, enjoyed the song. Did we say he's coming out with an album is he no. i don't know i don't I'll think we said that, that. you'll you'll find us out for next week yeah. that out for us next week <laughs> or or they can tweet us the next yes or tweet the, him i will do that if you'll yes. answer <laughs> the next song we had vienna was vienna waits for you a billy joel song that tom sang to kyle uh very romantic i loved it yeah i think this was one of my favorites if not the favorite of the episode i just thought it was so uh, sweetly sung mm-hmm. and Tom we know he's a great singer but yes. I've never heard that tone in his voice yes. before it didn't sound like him yeah it, it definitely agree. sounded different yeah. absolutely was that, I wonder if it was him oh I'm sure it was because sure they, they he can sing and he I'm sure he wouldn't allow it was, someone to not maybe they sing. actually yeah. had him singing for, at the piano instead of in doing a studio, it in a studio mm. to make it more real Hmm. I'm yeah. not sure. And I mean, we're used to, I think, hearing him with that Broadway right. belty mm-hmm. yes. um, type of singing, and this was more. Maybe that's I his guess, in love voice. Unplugged. <laughs> unplugged. Yes, that was unplugged. his in love, love <laughs> uh, voice. And, 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 you know, that the lyrics of that Billy Joel song, it's it. Re- I think it really did speak to how ambitious Kyle was mm-hmm. at his young age, and how he just wanted to keep going. And he had such high dreams and high hopes for his life and for Jimmy. Right, and again, that makes the reality of the situation very tragic. Yes, you know that he's not going to get f- to fulfill any of those ambitions. Um, they call it a song, but it was really just a snippet of a song. The "At Your Feet" song with Bernadette Peters and company singing um, on stage. Well, they used her though for singing. Yeah, in this thankfully. One. Yeah, I mean her voice briefing. is so beautiful. As mm-hmm. I'll take any bit of it I can get. Um, you know, cute, sweet. I don't think we're gonna really need to say anything more about that. Can one, I say a quick no. uh, snippet about though? Bernadette Peters. <laughs> no. Nothing. No. Oh, no. Go, no, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Of course you can. I loved. She I'm wasn't joking. in here very much, but I w- loved her one line when they go over who's gonna be best supporting in, as <laughs> oh, yeah, an actress, yeah. and Ivy's up for both lead and supporting yeah. for liaisons. She goes. Uh, it would be embarrassing to beat my own daughter. Just, it's no question that Ivy was that great. She's right. like, oh, no, no, no. It's not, it's not, that's cute, honey. Yeah. <laughs> I had a, a random thought when she was performing with the little girl. I thought of Annie, just like yeah, just Ooh. quickly. Yeah, like, very oh, much yeah. so. Memories, very much so. <laughs> the love I meant to say. Uh, that was Jimmy's song that he sang on stage. It was the 
the the song that they changed, you know, that uh, Kyle had Julia change within the um, within the show. Uh, Jimmy singing to Karen. The I I, I wrote this twice. I said it's so sad, it's so mournful, and so mm-hmm. regretful. And then a little bit later on my notes, I wrote so sad. Yeah. I mean, just so yeah. sad. Beautifully done, and the 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 last couple of lines I really loved. He says something like, um, "The word I want to say to you is sorry." Uh, the word I want to tell you is sorry, and then the other one is stay. Mm-hmm. And it just—I mean, it, it it hits on so many levels with within the relationships for everybody. And I just it just made me really sad. Yeah. I loved it. Though. The whole episode, I felt just this whole undertone of just sadness. Yeah, except for Miss Heartless over here, but yeah. Right. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just saying you were... No, 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 no. I know. I'm just saying we were all like choked up and crying. We were poor sad sacks through the whole thing. And you were like, yeah, I was sad. Um... (laughs) Just teasing you. Was like it's okay. Laughing. Oh, Don't worry. I cried more because Darren. Or Ter- Darren. Darren. <laughs> <laughs> They're so close together in my notes. Cartwheels. Um, Karen and Derek. Oh, you know. Yeah, because they didn't. Um, any other thoughts on the love I meant to say? Well, I mean, I like that they were going to just kind of do it at the stools, but Jimmy wanted to do it yes. full on. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. In or- honor of Kyle. And the crew was on it. And it, yeah, and if you're going to do it, you might as well do it, right? Yep. Well, especially since Jimmy's the closest one to Kyle in that group, and if he's okay doing it, then they probably think, well, we could do it too. Yeah, I just thought it was beautifully done and sad. Um, We need to get a move on. We are so late. Uh, Do we have some news? Let's talk some news. Yes. um, Well, this actually this episode. um, There it is. Uh, the ratings increase following this Ooh, episode, yes. May fourth. Um, so it increased following the show. So I don't know if that means that p- everyone talked about it to their friends and then they watched it after that, or well, no, I think it just means that the ratings came out after the show aired. I think it's TiVo too, maybe. Yeah, it could yeah. absolutely be that. Um, uh, how much of an increase do we do we know? Or? So it scored a 0.5 rating with viewers 18 to 49, up a tenth from last week's 0.4. Uh, the two-hour season premiere on February 5th brought in a rating of 1.1. Does that make sense? That went down. So there was 2.28 million viewers. And I think last week there was like 1.4 or something like that. That's a big jump. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a big jump. So yeah, this yeah this week they brought in 2.28 million viewers during the 8 to 9 time slot, the highest amount of viewers since the April 2nd broadcast, which was 3.07. Uh, besting the se- Oh, never mind. Yeah, so, uh, you know, the show's getting better. It's garnering more fans. Mm -hmm. I I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I'm so conflicted about it. Um, But but it's good news for everybody that the ratings are going up. Um, Megan Hilty is going to star in a staged reading of Cole Porter's Can Can in July. It's just a staged reading, so it's going to be July 15th through 17th. Uh, she will play a dance hall owner who attracts the attention of a conservative judge. Now, the other thing is, is that in January it was announced that a revival of this musical will arrive on Broadway in spring of next year. Mm-hmm. So the fact that she's doing a staged reading for it mm-hmm. bodes well for her and badly for Smash if uh, that's you know going to be her next job. She yeah. may be on Broadway and not on television. Yeah, and... Um Oh, gosh, all my notes are jumbled now. But um, Jack Davenport, 
He's going to be reunited on screen with Natasha Little in a new ITV medical drama called Breathless. So that mm. may also not be a good sign, when right? Does that start? Um, well, filming has already begun in London. It doesn't have a date yet for when that's going to premiere on. But their seasons are incredibly short mm-hmm. with their TV shows in England, so it may be that he can do both. Maybe when it Hopefully. comes back. When right? it comes back. <laughs> yes. Hashtag when, it comes, when it comes back. Yeah, exactly. I think that's all our news and gossip, yes? Yeah. Okay, man. let's quick do predictions. My prediction is uh, next week's going to be awesome as well. That's all I've got. I think um, Go. there's going to be some more Shady Scotty. And, oh. uh, and then just an I wonder. I wonder if. You know, Kyle's gone for, I mean, from the show, or if they'll keep kind of... Doing flashbacks? Yeah. I don't think they will. You don't think so? I don't think so, because they've got a lot of ground to cover in the next few episodes to get mm-hmm. to the Tonys for the finale. And um, and I think this was a beautiful episode. I think it was really well done. And I think if they're going to uh, continue with the flashbacks, it's going to sort of pull focus from what they're trying to accomplish mm-hmm. on the show. I also think that now with Jerry, we didn't really talk too much about this, oh, but no, we with didn't. Jerry now involved in... Uh, with a drink in his face from oh, Welcome yeah. Back, Eileen. <laughs> now with Jerry involved in Hit List, because he's used to big Broadway musicals, I think we're going to see a clash. And I think that's another reason why we saw in the previews why Julia's going to step in for Kyle's sake and mm-hmm. to kind of save the show, because Jerry's going to want to go in there and put his producer spin on it. Right. Yeah. Sarah, any predictions? Ivy will find out about Karen and Derek. Ah. But nothing happened. Yeah, nothing happened. And they did kiss. Yeah. They, they kind of made <laughs> out. That means something, yeah. Marissa, predictions? Um, I'm going to go with Kristen. I think uh, Julia is going to step in and have a bigger role on Hit List. Uh-huh. Get her producing insight input to it. And, oh, wait, I'm going to jump on that one. And I'm going to say she... Uh, in some way she can't be directing it but in some way she and Tom are going to be rivals like direct rivals for the two shows at the Tonys oh and I I wanted to say with the Tonys too since we learned that she's best supporting Ivy I think she might win that instead of leave oh because then that'll split the vote that way and if they like Karen and Ivy at the same well, Ivy's got another category. There you and go. And she's great in that. Yeah, but then what if Anna becomes the lead, then Karen's the supporting, that and could, then they are against each other. That could be it. Or they're both leads in one show. Yeah. Can do that? I don't know. Tell us where we can find you. <laughs> you can find me, Kristen Carroll, 13, on Twitter. Oh, at Kendra Cavasel. You can find me at Sarah with an H Mendoza. Also, I just want to say watch Tamara tomorrow on Home and Family. Yeah, thank and you. And her yeah. show was actually nominated for an, an Emmy, Emmy, everybody. We so were congratulations. For an Emmy last week. It's incredibly <laughs> exciting. I mean, seriously, incredibly exciting. So, yes, I'm on tomorrow. I'm also going to be on next mm, Monday. Nice. as well uh, and you can find my website TamaraCentral.com on Twitter I am at Tamara Berg S- Marissa what about you um, you can follow me on Twitter and, and on Instagram at Serafini TV alright so we are going to see you next week thanks for hanging in with us we went long tonight we had a lot to talk about but we will see you next week for Smash, Smash. from Bing.com executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro Phil Svitek and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network 
to watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Bye. See you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.